what does play look like at work? Because I'm wondering if some people are like, yeah, okay, what are we supposed to do? Set a pickleball like in the parking lot? (laughs) You're like, yes, please. (laughs) And for those of you who know me, I uh, come across as highly competitive sometimes, but that's just because trash talking is play for me. I actually don't care if I win or lose a game. As long as I came out ahead on the smack talking, I'm all good. So everybody's motivated by different aspects of play. But when it comes to play at work, it's definitely something that should be inclusive of lots of different personality types because everybody's brain has a different way of getting into that. Oh yes, this is fun space. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Marketing Blender Show. I'm Dacia. And I'm Daisy. Guess what? It is National Have Fun at Work Day. And one of our core values is fun. So I thought it's super appropriate to talk about why that actually matters and the fact that there is significant ROI behind fun and that I think the world is getting this super, super wrong about work. I mean, work can be a place of reprieve, not only stress. And there's probably some people watching this right now rolling their eyes, but I want to challenge them on this one. And it's contagious. So if you become the fun person at work, all of a sudden work is a fun place. It's up to you. It's a decision. Yes, exactly. So of course, like when we're talking about fun, like we are really talking also about play. So there is a huge body of research behind play. Now, interestingly, play in the brain has its own space of brain waves where it is significant in itself and releases all sorts of psychological benefits to us. And so play is really, really important. And yes, sometimes it happens on accident, but honestly, in the work world, in the adult world, not usually. You kind of need to like create space and intentionality for playfulness to happen and play to actually occur. I agree. And I think you had mentioned in some of the research that you looked at, play fundamentally is done for its own sake. Play is its own purpose. It's not like, well, we play and therefore this is the thing we get out of it. So even though there are benefits from it, the attitude that you bring into it is I'm just going to have some fun. Yeah. And think about that, you know, because when it is contained, like there's no outcome, there's no clear goal, then that is really about being self-motivated, self-driven in finding your natural expression and even experimentation inside of that, because it's not this rigid, linear, I'm headed in this direct path to this exact outcome, but it is exploratory, which is huge for creativity, for innovation, for unique thinking. And it's actually linked to productivity as well. That ability to be able to maneuver in in a more agile way because of what play builds inside of us. I think fundamentally play, uh, play is flexible. So you can have a game that has really rigid rules that can be no fun to play. But if people are actually coming together in the spirit of play, if they have rules, it's to make the game more fun. It's not about making sure everything is done in a specific, highly structured way. It's about making sure that there's the maximum potential for enjoyment and discovery. Yeah, and there's that's such a great point. And there's such a range, right? Because you can play inside of competition. You can play inside of teamwork where it's collaborative 
and not, you know, me versus you, which is playful sometimes. And then there's also states of individual play where it is exploratory. I mean, it can be music like you, you know, you so frequently engage in. I mean, it can be puzzles or problem solving, but there's a huge range in regards to play. And back to your point, all of those end up circling around play is for its own sake and then the benefits of what it does inside of our mindset. So what does play look like at work? Because I'm wondering if some people are like, yeah, okay, what are we supposed to do? Set a pickleball like in the parking lot? (laughs) You're like, yes, please. (laughs) And for those of you who know me, I... uh come across as highly competitive sometimes, but that's just because trash talking is play for me. I actually don't care if I win or lose a game. As long as I came out ahead on the smack talking, I'm all good. So everybody's motivated by different aspects of play. But when it comes to play at work, it's definitely something that should be inclusive of lots of different personality types because everybody's brain has a different way of getting into that oh yes, this is fun space. So one game that I like to play, it's an experiential exercise as so many fun, truly fun games are, is to get people into a brainstorming mood or to get them highly engaged and focused is the paperclip game. And that's literally all you need is a box with 100 paperclips, dump it out on the the ground and let people make stuff out of it. And it can be things that represent objects. It can be new inventions. It can be useful tools. It could be something that's completely unrelated to paperclip. You're always going to get somebody who's like Dungeons and Dragons is going to make chain mail out of the paperclips. You've got somebody who's going to turn into a fish hook. You've got somebody who's going to make a bracelet. And you've got people who are going to use them in ways that you hadn't even thought of before. And it creates space for everyone to express their playfulness in their own way, and there's no wrong answer. And I think that's one of the important things about play is that there's no way to get it wrong because you want to be able to create a safe space for everyone to explore and experiment. So that's just one example of an exercise you can use to get people into a a playful mindset. And from there, people are going to find more and more of their own avenues to bring it into their daily workspace. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I love that example because there is no wrong or right. So especially if people are starting this where they're like, you know what, maybe we'll bring something in once a month or once a quarter to our team. Those type of free form exercises where it's not who was best or who was worse is so, so helpful. Now, one of the things that we did is that we we do carve out time in order to have fun and each team member would bring their, was in charge of it each different month. And so people brought different games, different ideas. And so there was a wide variety of that. Me personally, one of the most favorite things that happened for me during all of these is to see people's personal expression. I mean, you just learn things about people's personalities or their backgrounds or what they're good at that you wouldn't necessarily see or hear about, not even during water cooler chat. I mean, one of my favorites was that pitch game that we were all playing in. The business walrus. Yes. And Kyle and one of our other team members were such amazing pitchmen. And if you would have asked me to predict who would have gotten like most into character, probably wouldn't have picked either of those. And I, I just... 
I loved seeing everybody's personalities come out in that. I mean, it was so creative and cool. And just the experience of being in that together and them doing that lowered everybody else's walls. And you saw people, you know, really start to bring out more of their playfulness, like just from their example. And it was such a surprise. I mean, there were just so many great moments around that. That was a lot of fun. I think there are so many games today that there weren't 20 years ago that can be great ways to start a meeting, great ways to initiate brainstorming, great ways to wrap a day. What is the thing that you could do at work that you would look forward to every day? Make more of that. That's that's your play space. By this point, you guys have figured out that both Daisy and I are chief marketing officers. But what you might not realize is there's a whole team of us at the Marketing Blender, and we also have outsourced marketing teams. So if you're curious about how we break revenue plateaus, how we untangle sticky messaging, and how we make sure to drive exciting return on investment and profitable growth, Check us out at themarketingblender.com. But it's not just for mid-market companies. We've also figured out how to scale it down for small businesses too. The Marketing Blender Lab is our program just for small businesses looking to hit their first million in revenue. You still get to work with a real chief marketing officer, and we use the same structures and systems that work to grow big businesses to help you meet and exceed your goals. So again, if you're interested, check out themarketingblender.com. See you there. Absolutely. And I do think it ends up wiring our brains in a teamwork setting where we do start to get braver and we will start to bring ideas to the table where you're less fearful, this is right, and you're starting to just go, okay, I can imagine, I can bring something unique. I don't have to have a specific outcome during a brainstorm or when we're trying to figure out a problem or we're trying to, where we need experimentation and that mental state of exploration because we don't have a clear outcome in regards to solving a problem or, you know, achieving a certain type of goal. And we really need everybody bringing something new to the table. I mean, I think it teaches you, this is a safe space to do that. I think one of the underlying characteristics of being in a play mind state is that it is about potential and possibility. Yes. It is the what if space. Yes, I love it. So if you're not convinced that fun for the sake of fun is worthy, let me just remind you, I mean, our world is filled with increased anxiety, less sleep, increased depression, which means more sick days for physical environments. There is a higher increase of um, error and mistake and even like safety issues when people are stressed out and when they're burdened. And so there is just a myriad of different things and also play and pieces of fun and laughter in the workplace has been shown to increase people's engagement, which increases their commitment, their longevity, and their connection to your cause, your growth, and your success. So there are so many fundamentally profitable reasons to bring in play. And on top of that, this is our lives. We are doing life together. Yes, it's in a work setting, but why are we trying to constantly run this narrative that work is heavy? and burdensome. So 
obviously, since this is a marketing podcast, you and I are big believers that there is a healthy dose of when this happens in the workplace, man, the magic can be unleashed when we apply it to marketing. So what are some of your favorite examples? Or, you know, when you, when you, when you're talking to somebody about let's be more playful or let's bring an element of fun, where does your brain go when we're applying it to marketing? One of the best places to start in bringing the power of play into your marketing is, you guessed it, social media. We're seeing some of the most captivating brands in the world that have learned how to do crowdsourcing the right way. And so again, they have some basic parameters, but they're not putting any limitations on how people can participate. This unleashes the creativity of their entire target market and helps bring in new and fresh ideas into marketing. It explodes in a viral way across the marketing landscape when you allow people to be part of the process and to answer that what if question, to remove the limitations and unleash their potential and their creativity on behalf of your brand. You're the instigator of play and you're creating that playground for your social media audience to take your brand into the stratosphere. Oh my gosh, absolutely. You know, in there's two different directions this can go, right? So you see somebody that does amazing job at community building, reading the comments to their posts is so fun. People are hilarious and they'll engage with strangers and, you know, back and forth and high five each other, or, you know, it, and I know people say, oh, the social media trolls, but if you're doing this well, and especially inside of your core values, you're going to get so much more positivity and connection and values alignment. It is amazing that the comments will take on a life of their own. And as we know, the platforms wildly you know, like to celebrate um, and promote accounts who have a lot of community engagement and a lot of comments and shares. So, I mean, Wendy's is one of my favorite. Domino's has done a good job at different times. What's up with the food brands? I was about to say Taco Bueno has been great. They actually used to employ comedians, like, you know, to do their social. Super brilliant if you have budget for that. But I mean, they're worth following because it's just this great little you know, capsule of humanity. So that's one, but user generated content. So marketing jargon alert, but when your followers will post on your feed pictures and contribute real content. Oh my God. Like that is magic. And there's some brands that just do this so beautifully. We're literally their advocates are creating their social media content. It's amazing. It is. And again, it's about finding that right seed. You know, so what is, what is the idea that you're going to toss out there that lights people up, that gets them, you know, that spark in their eye? And sometimes you have to think outside of the box in terms of what your personas actually care about. Because especially in the B2B space, we're used to what are the pain points? What are the stressors? What are the challenges they're looking to alleviate? Play does not happen in that space in the brain. Play happens in the hopes, desires, dreams, and visions space. So this is something that all B2B companies should be doing, not just looking at, you know, what are the bad things that we make better, but what are the better things that you can't even imagine yet that we can help you start envisioning and thinking about and help us create that better future. So it's always, you know, even though sometimes play can be snarky, 
it's always about fun. It's always about making things better. Absolutely. And snarkiness still relates to that persona. Like that persona will get it. Like right. Dollar Shave Club. Oh my gosh. Absolutely brilliant. But they understand the humor of their best customers, right? And it's really playful, very funny, you know, I mean, like just very in your face. And I think that is so fun. You know, I mean, and you know, you mentioned pain points. You can bring humor into pain points, which then will create alignment. My God, like that is the, the seed of every meme out there (laughs) is because it's like, I get you and I know how to like make light of this or, you know, do that kind of connection thing. I mean, it's so fun just to be a part of that and to contribute to we're in this together type of feeling. There's the old saying, pain plus time equals humor. Sometimes it's pain plus a bunch of other people who get your pain equals humor. (laughs) Absolutely. I love it. You know, and also being attention grabbing, right? You know, like peaking curiosity. So not having the answer, but just having somebody be like, what's that? You know, um, in the realm of experiential, so off screen type of things. Now you do see a lot of this in business consumer, but you can do this at trade shows and all sorts of stuff. But a couple of my favorite, did you ever see, I can't remember which zoo was zoo it was, but they did these amazing wraps on the buses where it looked like a boa constrictor was wrapped around Mm -hmm. the bus and it was being squeezed. And then there was another one where you're walking into the mouth of the shark. I mean, they were so amazing. You were just compelled to take pictures of these incredible buses. It didn't matter who you were. You were like, wow. <laughs> and I don't remember what company it was, but I, the, the unring the bell, the, oh, the crowdsourcing. GE. GE, right. Yes. Oh. So, and that was, you know what? It was R&D, frankly, but it was play. <laughs> so good. So what they did was they ran scholarship competitions for people to, college students or young engineers, to submit their best ideas on how to disprove a cliche. So how do you unring a bell? That was one of the ones that won. Um, but it was so, so clever. I could not get enough of that campaign. If I accidentally come across any of those old videos, I'll still just watch them like, wow, (laughs) I would have never thought of that. I mean, it just captivates my imagination so much. You know, I think also there's the softer side. So Dove has always done an amazing job of this. And so they are highly emotional. And so this gets more into the storytelling component. But, you know, they get off the screen and they really tap into the emotions of women and their experiences of one another together. So play can be soft, right? Like talking or going deeper or, you know, like connecting on a deeper level. In Lean Cuisine, did you ever see the one where they did a what you know what are you weighed by something like this weigh this and so instead of being measured by your weight it was you should be weighing the accomplishments and the things that you're most proud of I mean it was so poignant and beautiful in you know in an emotional way it was playful because it was about goals and dreams and the exploratory space that you were mentioning around emotion and significance and they didn't talk about food or their frozen meals one time. Like, it was so amazing. That's good because their frozen meals are kind of sad. <laughs> Although, sad amazing time. marketing, amazing I, marketing. So, I think my one takeaway would be is that fun and play are carefree. So, mm-hmm. what is the, the moment, the experience that you can bring into work and that you can bring to your customers 
before they can be carefree. Yeah. And why not be that for people? So you guys, we just really, in this discussion, want to encourage you to go deeper and brighter in regards to the natural impetus of humans to want to play and to lighten things up and that you can benefit your team, your culture, your goals, your profitability, your collaboration, your connection, your marketing, and your growth by simply lightening it up and inviting people to be human in your space and to be that playground for people. So thank you guys so much for your likes, for your comments. Please, if you haven't done so, hit that subscribe button and we will see you next time onward and upward.